It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time, and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. What's going on internet analytic here aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am your hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 54 we're going to be getting into megan the stallion polo g hall of fame ratchet and clank and then we're going to end with migos culture 3 but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I got the intro out of the way, let's get into... Megan the Stallion's new single. Ultra Park. Can if the beat live, you know Lil Ju made it. Hands on my knees, shaking for my thoughts. Post me a pic, finna make me a profit. When the liquor hit, then the beat get toxic. Why the you in the club when it's wild? I've been lit since brunch. That order 42 for the table, let's pop. Missionary or a doggy style on my top. 
hey niggas hey know me from the closet trying to call me a snake snake yes i can relate cause a bit a whole lot of venom and since these all rats when they come around me all i see is a whole lot of dinner i walk around the house butt naked and i stop at air mirror just stare at my own posterior i don't give a who talk behind my back cause the knew better than to let me here hands on my knees shaking ass on my thigh shot hands on my knees shaking okay if you couldn't tell by the lyrics we're getting into one of the most i would say lyrically explicit rappers in the game right now <laughs> like excluding killing and people who do actual um name drops when talking about murder that's a whole different story but as far as the the actual sexual explicit explicitity is that a word explicit as far as the sexual uh not even undertones. She's blatantly saying it. Megan Thee Stallion is definitely number one when it comes to that type of detail. Let me just say detail. <laughs> I think second would... Well, I, I can't even say second would be Cardi B because like Megan Thee Stallion said some things that's like, there's no way their label would, their label heard that song. It was like, oh, we can just market this to everybody. Like There's just no way they, they thought that when listening to this track. So, anyways, let me let me get back on topic. We're getting into Megan The Stallion's new single. I can't even say the like. It's so I can't even say the name like because you know with the podcast being PG, you know we try to keep it at a certain level of of. Um, well, I guess it would be PG. I don't know. Um, basically, I can't say the title. Is the 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 podcast is P, we, we we try to we try to like. You try to affect the masses, and you can't affect the masses if you're going around just yelling the, the title of this track every two seconds. Anyways, um, so but Megan Megan the Stallion has returned, and the reason this is such a big deal is because people thought she retired, but obviously she didn't, as she's came back with a new single with Lil Juju on the beat, Lil Jewel on the beat, and OG Parker. So. Megan Stallion has definitely embraced being the figurehead for those women that prefer to, um, what am I trying to say? Megan Stallion is definitely the figurehead for, for that. I feel like y'all should know what I'm saying because it's really hard to talk about this track without going into why Megan Thee Stallion goes with this. At this point, I'm calling it a niche. I mean the 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 market that she's the the audience that she's marketing to reminds me a lot of the market that the market I'm making the words the market that Amber Rose markets to if that makes any sense that's what I'm trying to say Megan Megan the Stallion is the figurehead of that which is nothing wrong with it I'm just I'm just saying trying to break down her approach to actually making music because the last tracks have been catered to that audience so as far i mean and that's even added on with the video that she has which is them harassing a senator i believe and and just taking their time out to basically make fun of him because he he typed a uh like a rude mes message 
at the beginning of the video just talking about how they should be putting that they should put on clothes and wash out the mouth uh and megan the stallion should wash out her mouth and stuff like that i thought it was a pretty funny video but besides that i mean it's, it's the it's the normal uh megan the stallion type videos where she's definitely showing off the power and strength of her knees <laughs> So yeah, that, that's all I really have for the track. Once I heard Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B come out with WAP, I thought to myself, there is no way that Megan Thee Stallion could top this level of, of being explicit. But somehow, I, I feel, well, I don't know. I feel like WAP is definitely more explicit, which is crazy because this song is very explicit. But... Now, I'm going to play the snippet for y'all to judge for yourself. If you want to watch the video, just know that um, just just for research, research purposes, you can just probably type in Megan Thee Stallion's new single. But for the snippet, that's what I'm going to play right now. Obviously, this is the quote-unquote clean version, so I'm pretty sure they did the best they could. But here is Megan Thee Stallion's new single out right now. What's your boy and I'm a genie So hot, gotta stay in bikinis He got a girl, but he keep begging to see me I love it when a got a mouth full of BBs No, I'm not a patient, but I let him treat me I gotta be a doctor, how I'm ordering CC's Go to your place, no place, no case 99% tent in a blacked out race I remember just to clap for me happily Now I'm bossed up and them same mad at me Acting like they ride whole time trying to pass me Watching me go through it, still trying to drag me Acting like you winning if you think about it actually Are they supporting you or really just attacking me? I don't give a f about a blog trying to bash me I'm Per the recording academy. Hands on my knees, shaking it, so my thigh shot. Hands on my knees, shaking it, so my thigh shot. Hands on my knees, shaking it, so my thigh shot. Hands on my knees, hands on my knees. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. <laughs> that song's so explicit. <laughs> Anyways, um, click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and and, and well no, I mess up my. I definitely messed that up. Click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Megan Thee Stallion's new single? And do you think that her lane as the hip-hop Amber Rose is suitable for her? Or, or a suitable description? Now we're going to switch it up and get into Polo G's Hall of Fame. Like carrier, link up with gang like what's the word? Pull up skirt, switching lanes might jump the curve. Hey, yeah, I'm really him. Put that on fat. What you heard? Got three fifties, that's one fifty. Ain't no limit. I with her. Look here, turn grown man. We come from cribs dysfunctional. Gotta learn how to play your own hand. Don't never get too comfortable. That's love. He can think he hot to them real killers coming humble you. All day, tell him spin a block to your best friend laying under you. Know about late nights and that hunger. Know about rainy days and that thunder. I know look, don't slap, no young thugs and gunners. We was in the field block kickback, we gon' kick it off like punters. I'm too turn gang, got five in me, I ain't never been no runner. I can't ever go back to the way I was. Okay, we're gonna be getting into the one, the only, Polo G. Now... Last time I talked about Polo G, it wasn't received as, I mean, it was received well as far as analytically. I, just, I feel like I make up words every single podcast, but I feel like that is one word. I mean, I feel like it's an actual word. Anyways, um, 
that Polo G segment did amazing, honestly. But I did get some feedback, quote unquote, which was really just people telling me that I was uh, that I was I was tweaking, at, at, just to quote one of them, on my Polo G take because I said that he just sounds the same on every record and he doesn't have any flows or he only has one flow, which I still stand by that. But well. I don't still stand by that, but I did. I do stand by that with the music I was talking about, which I believe specifically I was talking about the goat where he called himself the goat, and I talked about how rappers shouldn't even do that at all. But then I saw a Breakfast Club interview, which he's a very humble guy. Well, when you say humble, like when I when I say humble, it's, it's like he's very like well spoken, like the way he he talks. And not just to say, because I know they say that a lot about black people when you're well-spoken. They're quick to point that out. But like Polo G's like actually well-spoken like that. I'm not just saying that like uh, certain people do when <laughs> when you just know how to form a sentence. But yeah, Polo G definitely is one of those that has a good head on his shoulders. You can, you you can kind of tell by his business-wise and his interviews and the way he puts out music. It's very strategic. He even knows what his next album's title is going to be, but he didn't He didn't spill the beans on The Breakfast Club because I'm pretty sure he told them because they brought it up and they went up, just brought it up for no reason. So, Polo G's Hall of Fame is out now featuring Nicki Minaj, Roddy Rich, and a lot of other features. But my original point was that at The Breakfast Club, he called it the GOAT because it's a sign like it's a like a, a zodiac sign or something like that and the goat is something that he was uh called by his grandma because he, he was his real name or real last name is terry as a taurus or something like that so yeah that was my bad but i mean the way it comes off the people who didn't know who don't know that it just looks like you just called yourself the goat so i don't know can't really bl- blame that take too much but y'all definitely came came um with the opinions about about that Polo G uh, take, but anyways, it, uh, it all works for content. So, anyway, Polo G is um, a young Chicago artist artist uh, with a lot of features on his latest album. Like I just said, with Nicki Minaj, you have Lil Wayne, Roddy Rich, Pop Smoke, The Baby, Young Thug, G Herbo, Little Dirk, Fabio Foreign, and many more. And looking at this checklist, it kind of reminds me of the line that J. Cole said when he said, when your 30 song album does a measly 100,000, like I feel like after J. Cole said that, every artist or every big name artist just went out to get every big name feature they could get so they could get well past 100,000 because I don't know if J. Cole has his dude spooked or whatever, but there's no reason for all these albums to have the same dudes on it like every single time i mean it makes sense why because you know they stream the most but it kind of just shows how you can't really stand on your own but i don't know if other fans i definitely polo g fans probably don't feel like that at all but for me when you have a bunch of features like that it's like it kind of lets me know that you really can't stand on your own when uh, you put out an album like that but then I listened to the album and a lot of the songs that I like was solo tracks so it's a very tricky situation because the the features that he does have is definitely going to help the sales I mean 
having pop smoke on any album automatically gives you like 30,000 more sales than what you would have uh, normally got Roddy Rich. that's like another 30 Rob like come on like you have dudes on here that could literally carry a whole album and you have three three dudes that could carry a whole album and it's just like or no no carry a whole album sales like they they sell w really well so Polo G's goal for making this Hall of Fame album is to quote make sure that I can show my diversity as an artist really like elevate my sound for the people to hear something that I ain't ever did before and then he said quote I don't usually tap in for features but this time around I went and got some hard uh, bleep should I say bleep okay yeah I know what I'm talking about records with all of my personal favorite artists and future hall of famers in my book so that makes sense i mean him explaining the features obviously i don't think these features were bad at all i'm just always when i see features like that and i'm just like that's gonna help out album sales a lot which not everybody can do it so i guess if you can do it why not pull it off getting into the actual album it's an is a 20 track album and the biggest thing with this with this album is that it is very much I will say a compilation of, of tracks like it's a great album that's put together but the subject matter is very specific to gang violence and and some of his he I mean he sprinkles tidbits of his life throughout the album but the main focus is gang life and how that affects him and where he's came from which you can't really fault him for because of how he grew up so track number one painting pictures i thought that track was a great start to that to the album way more uh it, it was a way better start than, than how the migos started that no i'm just playing no I, i'm not playing but Amigos, like the the first track wasn't that bad, but we're gonna get to obviously we're gonna get to them uh, next, but yeah. So painting pictures was a great was a perfect way to to start off the album, just basically painting pictures of of the the gang life and then gun violence and things of that nature. Track number two, rap star. Obviously, that's a single I've covered before. I think that's a great track, but his. Um, I think that's when I got in trouble with, with talking about his flow. Like y'all really came for me, so that was uh, I mean I'm, I mean I guess that was uh, welcome because like I I want y'all to get feedback. But goodness, like Polo G's fan base is it's ruthless. <laughs> uh, track number three, No Return, the Kid Leroy featuring well featuring the Kid Leroy and Little Dirk. That's the snippet I played at the beginning of the segment. I think that track was fire, and Kid Leroy definitely added a unique vocal um i would say vocal inflection but i don't think he really changed it that much i mean he usually sounds like that so he just added a he added a twist to the already great track and then little dirk of course he was rapping like he was outside the booth using no little dirk raps out uh raps like he's using a a, a blue yeti and everybody else is using like a, a sheer mic because <laughs> the way he sounds is, is very um i don't know it's just I mean, I know they do that on purpose with his vocals, but like the way he sounds is is, is off a little bit. Track number four, like I don't know, like going back to Lil Durk, like I don't know if that's like the reason they do that to to make it be like, oh, he he's still in the trenches making this track, like 
I don't know if they're going for that aesthetic, but I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't know. His, his verse is still good, but yeah, his his mic quality needs a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of improvement. Track number four, Toxic. I thought this track was very solid. Of course, Polo G is. Uh, I feel like he shined on his solo tracks, which is why I'm not ragging on the uh, amount of uh, heavy hitters he has on this album. Track number five, Epidemic. This was already a single that came out. I think that this track is all the way fire. And one of the best tracks on the album, I would say. But as far as snippets, I'm not going to play it because it's a single. So I'm not going to count it. Track number six, Gang Gang by Polo G and Lil Wayne. Polo G definitely took his time to put out some uh, a lot of singles so that his album would be in good hands and do numbers when he put it out. Which makes sense as him and Lil Wayne had a lot of bars to get off on this actual beat and the beat was the beat was fire like the way it started it was like a i don't know what the like as far as the actual music like the, the beat wise I, I don't know that the different the the keys like the specific key names but that little high-pitched noise with the 808s in the background i don't know what the high-pitched noise is specifically called like i know how what eight like i know how 808s sounds or i know how it's made but the actual the high pitch noises in the background that sound like like i don't even know i want to say chandelier uh, chandeliers is it chandeliers i don't know basically i don't know the name of it but that beat was fire track number seven boom i thought this was more of a mediocre type chorus but still a solid track overall track number eight black hearted i thought this was the most detailed track that he really went in as far as just talking about different stories breaking it down and and specifically talking about gun life and that's the first snippet that i have for the actual album is black hearted so you can hear what i liked about the track right now Silver bracelets, be precautious when the fans sweep. I want that brand new Bentley with the red seats. My pops was there for me, so I be damn, I be a deadbeat. Uh, when you said you love me, girl, you scared me. I'm faking smiles, I'm hurt inside, I can't let my fans see. They hear me talking, but I don't think they understand me. Checks and deposits, young niggas swimming in them bands deep. Head on a swivel, I position like a block away. Teeth grinning off them X pills, so how did I can concentrate? I'm from some gang, no out of K, cause I don't think that's smart to say. Rock out with that tech, might make a nigga do the Harlem shake. Make sure that grass low, keep your pole, and always watch the snake. Be careful who you trust, cause they across you like Tim Hardaway. Impatient in the slums, I couldn't afford to let my mama wait. Long distance relationship with God. So it get hard to pray You can't really plan what's meant to be I think they call it fate Like girl, I love you But it's only so much I can tolerate Like girl, I love you But it's only so much that my heart can take Like let's give it a rest Girl, I just wanna give my heart a break I heard he been dissing on the squad We left his man sleep So yeah, you could tell That the way he was singing I mean, Polo G was singing a lot on this album Which When I spoke on his I guess non-ability to to switch up the flow 
singing would con be considered as switching up the flow technically so I welcome the, the change of him actually singing on tracks instead of act of rapping and, and, and putting bars together because I mean obviously he can rap till he's blue in the face but singing kind of switches up the the tempo of the album and gives you more dynamic to what the for what the uh the, the fans can expect track number nine broken guitars featuring scory i thought that was a good track i really like scory's verse hopefully i'm saying this name right but i like this verse track number 10 gnf okay 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 that's what the track is called and it's a single that came out a little while ago before the album came out so i'm not counting this as one of the best tracks on the album but i do think this is a great song and he put out looking at this track list like he really put out a lot of singles before he before the album which is fine because it's a 19 track album so really it's like 16 or 17 but that's fine track number 11 go part one him and g herbo i probably i think well okay go part one featuring g herbo polo g and g herbo i feel like have great chemistry on this track and the way that they go they don't go back and forth, but the way that they're talking, you could tell that they're definitely from Chicago. <laughs> like this is definitely a Chicago track. Like whenever you hear that type of aggression and Polo G's voice when rapping about gang violence, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a Chicago artist type track. Track number 12, Heart of a Giant featuring Rod Wave, the heavy hitter Rod Wave himself, which is, um, uh, fair to say now because he did over like a hundred thousand putting out the album which I don't think J. Cole was specifically talking about him when talking about a measly hundred thousand but Rod Wave did have a lot a lot of tracks on his album but they was all fire like still one of my I think Rod Wave has my no no sec I think Rod Wave has my third favorite album of the year so so far but that's the list for another day track number 13 Zooted Freestyle. I thought this was a very interesting title name because there's no way he just freestyled this but but uh but besides actually writing it down and then rapping it. Like he may have freestyled it and then went over it, but for a whole album for an actual studio album release, I would be surprised he put a freestyle on here. Track number 14, Party Life, featuring the baby. This is one of my personal favorite hooks on the album. The way that he comes in makes me just feel like it's an actual party. Be well, no, the way he comes in makes it feel like this could be played at a party and it would go like crazy because the lyrics are just so the the the, the way you you're able to sing along with the lyrics is unmatched because the relatability is there. Like he's not talking about oh we live the party life because i shoot everybody like it's not that it's just actually talking about that the actual uh party life <laughs> so so you can sing along without without the the worry or the need to worry about getting locked up for life <laughs> oh and the baby did his part i mean oh the baby switched up his aggression in, in the middle of his verse i don't know what happened somebody must have made him mad in the middle of him making his uh in the middle of him recording his verse because he, he just started going crazy like he went off on somebody i don't know if he got a text in the middle of him making this making his uh verse for this feature but whatever did that made the whatever happened to make him switch his uh vocal tone like that and and, and switch up his cadence good for them because that was definitely an improvement in uh the verse i, th I really like that switch up 
Track number 15, Losses, featuring Young Thug. It's not really too much you can say about that. Young Thug influenced really most of all these uh, young rappers. So Young Thug popping up on the track is is never is never going to surprise me because he, uh, Young Thug is that influential. Especially Future. Future and Young Thug is, is very influential. Track number 16, So Real. This is the next snippet I have from the album as I feel like this is the... This is where he got into his, like, I want to say R&B bag, but he started singing, singing. Like, he, not singing, singing. Okay, because people going to take that and be like, oh, he's not singing. No, real singing is, is R. Kelly and, and, and Usher. But uh, <laughs> I'm, th- I'm saying singing for him. Like, you know how Drake sings, but he can't actually, like, he has limited vocal range. That's kind of what I'm getting from Polo G. He's singing, but he's not actually, he doesn't have the vocal range to be an actual singer, but he's trying his best. So this is my, uh, one of my favorite tracks off the album because it's something different and I feel like it was effective. But now I'm going to play the snippet for So Real by Polo G. All night I stayed up, staying at your picture. Them hard times made us. My heart for you got bigger. Don't think I ever find some uh, real love. She is the uh, truth. Say she is so real. And I love the way that you make me feel. When it's time to show affection again. Look her in her eyes, like your mind. That's no lie. May 18th, 9 o'clock, LA time. I remember that's the first day we FaceTime. Not even when it's gloomy, still know how to make my day shine. On the road to forever, we can't fall by the wayside. Real street, love you like my first gun. Forever grateful for you, bless me with my first son. Bonnie and Clyde, baby, let's go on the run. Play you for your heart, girl, let's hop a one on one. Treat this love like a religion, cause I believe in you. Something like a guardian angel that when I needed you. Never have to question a thing, I know that she the truth. Always show me nothing but loyalty when I needed the truth. So, yeah, you can tell Polo G is singing his heart out. Like, his girl, cause I know he said he's had, he has a girl in the interview, in the Breakfast Club interview. So I've, I've referenced them twice. So I will watch that interview because it's a great interview just to hear how one of the up and coming artists talks. Like he's 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 not the the typical rapper that that just doesn't care to be in the interview. You know, like he actually gives an attempt at making a uh, of giving an actual answer. So, but anyways, the track he's singing his heart out. I don't know who his girl is or what she does for him, but obviously it's is 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 something that can't be put into words as he's really out here singing his heart out, and he keeps calling them uh, Martin and Gina. So he must he must really you know he must really feel like they have that type of relationship, which is nice to see. Cause I believe that she was with him before he even blew up, so that's that's a def, uh, another plus for him as he's probably gonna keep that for a while. Track number seventeen, Fame and Riches, featuring Roddy Rich. I feel like Roddy Rich had a oh now I want to say okay verse. Well, compared to his previous feature for uh, verses like the uh, Forty Two Doug verse that he gave and some other the verse verse they gave, I felt like it was okay. Like it was just. 
It was just, you know, it was just Roddy Rich, though. You know, he was just there for numbers, and he left. But uh, Polo G definitely did his thing. Roddy Rich did his thing, but I feel like he could have went a little harder. Track number 18, For the Love in New York by Polo G and Nicki Minaj. I really like the switch of style for this song. Like, this is completely diff- different from any other track on the album because it's more of a reggae tone. The beat's different than any other track on the album. And the way that Nicki Minaj comes in, comes on the track, it's like OG Nicki Minaj because she's rapping and also singing. And Polo G singing and rapping. And, but the beat is more of like a... I want to say Caribbean style, but I feel like that's just all the way wrong. So, basically, this track is more unique than any other track on this album, and it, I, I feel like it's a solid track. It's not one of my favorite tracks on the album, but it's definitely a solid track. Track number 19, Clueless, featuring Fabio Foreign and Pop Smoke. The chemistry that Fabio Foreign and Pop Smoke had is to be noted in the history in the history books because the way that they rap over those type of beats, those style of beats, is just very um, like you can just tell that that they had great chemistry with making music together because it's just is is not um, it's not every day you get two artists of of unique voices like like pop smoke and Fabi to to rap to rap to uh with each other and and enjoy it so it was produced by axel so axel at this point is uh probably gonna get more burn from other high name artists since pop smoke is gone but with, with axel the way that he makes beats is just really amazing and we're gonna get into it to that even more with the Migos pop uh, smoke feature but you can see these artists are pulling out the big names and they're trying to sell like I don't know if they're worried about flopping but they're definitely not holding back on the budget because I'm I'll be like I'll be surprised if he recoups on on the amount it takes to it took to pay for this album this year like maybe next year he'll recoup on this album but pop smoke Roddy Rich the baby Rod Wave, they're not cheap. Well, maybe the baby. I don't know. Nah, the baby's not cheap. I don't feel like it. And then we get into the last track of the album, which is track 20, Bloody Canvas. This track probably is the greatest outro of 2021. Like the Bloody Canvas track is the greatest ending to an album this year. The way that he put it all together. He actually stayed on topic, made a whole story. He outlined the whole story about a man dying and then his friend getting revenge and then his friend going to jail because he got revenge. It's a very typical hood story. But the way that he he raps about it and outlines it makes you feel like he's here to stay because I've heard this once with The Last Man Standing. I was like, oh, okay, he can't put some lyricism in his in his verse in his lyrics and not talk about the same subject matter and with the same flow so bloody canvas was a nice switch up of him showing again that he can actually tell a story through a rap because my favorite polo g track to this day is last man standing which is one of my favorite tracks of the year but with bloody canvas it kind of took me back to that to that because the way that he actually raps on the track and and just tells the story is very engaging throughout the whole how long is this track 
throughout the whole four minutes and 27 seconds had me glued to my seat like I was watching the movie. So that's the last snippet I'm gonna play for the Polo G Hall of Fame. But here is Bloody Canvas by Polo G. Trying to sell his last rock, say I hopped out the car, he ready to erase Rodney heard him coming, he gon' run before he let him taste It's like a demon in him, cause his eyes red while he chase Rodney having some regrets, now he just hoping God save him Shots to the leg, hollow tips ate him Fell to the ground like his shoes, he ain't laced Said walked up, stood over him like, see this for Jacob Gave him four shots to the stomach, then he faced Said run into his car, Rodney bleeding on the pavement He had untied his hoodie and they seen that on surveillance Trying to match him to the footage, the police investigating Plus they had his picture on the wall at the station A week later they had came and grabbed him from his mama house Couldn't afford a lawyer in the county fighting drama now Said f***ing taking it to trial, he ain't copping out Judge gave him 49 years, now that's a lot to count Now prosecutors were asking for the judge to lock him up for up to 25 years The judge gave him 28 Smith had the last word Again, he was sentenced to 28 years in prison. He has 30 days, Kelly, to appeal that sentence. Back to you. So, yeah. Listening to that, you could understand why I felt like that was the best outro this year to an album. Also, did you catch... I don't know how I caught this. I must listen to a lot of Drake, like, honestly. Anytime I hear a Drake sample, is very, like, obviously Drake didn't actually make the beat. But the outro is the same outro that's in Jumpman by Drake and Future. I don't know how I know that. Don't ask me how I just, that popped into my brain. When I heard the outro, basically I was like, I heard this before and I immediately went to the correct song. It didn't even take me a while, a long time to find. I went to the correct song right off the bat, which was Jumpman. And that at the end, it has that little outro. Uh, the beat has that same outro pattern. So I don't know if it's the same person that made the beat. I would have to look at the actual producing credits, which the person who produces is... I don't even know who produces s dot safe 254 uh, yeah i don't know who that is <laughs> i don't know who that is but uh yeah that outro is the same as Jumpman. i thought that was pretty interesting so yeah click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of the polo g album hall of fame and which track do you think is the best off the album now we're gonna switch it up and get into ratchet and clank rift apart Okay, getting into Ratchet and Clank. Now, Ratchet and Clank. Life is trying to put our generation okay. on yeah, the sidelines. Okay, putting generations on the sidelines. You heard the ad. I mean, you know, it's, it's really. No, I'm just playing. I'm not going to go into the spill about that. <laughs> so, um, Sony's uh, next big PS5 exclusive has arrived and it's called Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It released June 11th. And it looks like Sony has put another gigantic uh, selling game on this back on its catalog for it for on his exclusive catalog, which is another another time. Like, I know I say this a lot, but it's just another time to say that Xbox has no games like they don't have any games like it's, it's like 
Sony, you look at Sony and you look at Xbox and it's just like, wow, like you really don't have any games to offer to your fans that can't play these other games because it's, it's exclusive for the PS5. Like it's really, it's really sad, honestly. Like I don't like exclusives because I feel like it cuts off the fan base. But the, at some point, Xbox has to p compete. I mean, at least a little bit, like put up a fight. You know how they say when you get... You know how that one meme when he was telling like the fat fight back, like he was just screaming at him to fight back. Like that's just how I feel talking about Microsoft. Like it's just like you're not gonna fight back at all. Like you're just gonna take that. So it's yeah, it's it's not the um it's not the most competitive of of, of console wars this this generation or last generation. The the last competitive console war I think went that went on was. I wouldn't even say that because the I feel like the Xbox 360. I, um, I don't even know what I'm saying. I feel like the Xbox 360 undeniably won that console war. So I don't know, but I don't think they won it as much as Sony's winning now. Like, yeah, it was great because they had Halo and Gears of War, war. But like nowadays, like Sony's just running away with it. So. I guess it's just how it goes nowadays. But this game is out now for on on I mean exclusively for Sony. We just talked about that the PS5. I don't know if you can play this on the PS4. I would have to look. No, it just says the PS5. So you can't play this game without a PS5, it seems like. But the reviews are more than amazing as every publication is giving this like a perfect score or close to a perfect score which is a nice indication of what you're getting into and if you're probably going to get your money's worth which if i had to if i was a bed man i would say you would get your money's worth with the ratchet and clank rift apart game because if i know anything about insomniac they definitely know how to make single player campaigns shout out to the original spider-man ps4 and the miles morales spider-man game like they really know what they're doing when it comes to campaigns and and the way they go into detail with the mechanics like they the way they introduce mechanics into games is really unmatched honestly but so so uh GameSpot gave this a 9 out of 10 IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 Game Informer gave it, gave it a 9 out of 10 IGN gave a I'm not going to read the whole quote but basically I'll give you a little bit of what they said they said quote Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a stunner it not only gives the later generation of consoles a game that looks as beautiful as the improved tech promise, but it's also a fantastic ex experience to play. Insomniac has been around the Ratchet and Clank block plenty of times before, but Rivet and other new characters add so much charm, wit, and heart to a franchise I've loved for most of my life that's coupled with series-based series best action platforming gameplay and incredible art and sound design across the board across the board i don't know why i said that like a run-on sentence okay i'm not gonna read this whole thing i don't i just i got carried away i, I, I guess that's what uh great journalism does it makes you get carried away in the words but anyways so yeah um uh, click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do y'all think of ratchet and clank rift apart and do you plan on picking this game up now we're gonna get into the final topic of the, the definitely anticipated og migos culture 3 completing the trilogy 
that's what we're going to get into now because I don't know what else to say. Load up the Drake. What else are they going to play? It's hiving. Yeah. Don't take it. Hey, uh, I'm having my way. Having it. Said I here having his way. Said. Quay, I ain't having his way. Quay. And like the third me go out. Take What? Hey. Yeah. Take I'm shoving it in their face. Then I go put the boy right in his place. They know that I'm having my way. Why? I was 17 on the song with Dre. It's like a nigga know this movie dropping. Get up. Cause niggas get moved out their space. Move. Two and a half was going on three, but fk it cause it's worth the way. Not to be ignorant, but I want everything that's on the menu and what's on your plate. I talk to God, he give me the faith. God. I hit the boy if I need me a drink. <laughs> I got a Richie that sit on my left, yeah. but somehow I always be pulling up late. Oh. Ain't been on earth. No. Ever since I got that rocket chain and took a trip out of Go. Ever since birth, my mama told me that they gon' act cool, but they really hate. Hey. I know my words, Word. so you ain't getting no verse if you talking about a little K. Nah. Make them say church Amen. when they see clarity, diamonds, and stones in my Jesus face. Ain't gotta run, cause this not a race. Go! Load up the Drake. What else are they gonna play? Load up the Drake because we're about to get into the Migos, and you know they definitely talk that. I mean, what is what I say? Gang violence. I mean, they talk about going through the back door and kicking in doors. So that would be violence. But I don't specifically know if it's gang violence. I think it's just drug things like that. And just like how you, you get into different people's houses who sell drugs and just kick in their door. That's interesting. But anyways, they probably loaded the Drake for that, too. So. The culture, if you couldn't tell by now, Migos has released the completion of the culture trilogy and and it's 19 tracks featuring some of the biggest names in hip hop, like literally the biggest. The way that I know I, I know I talked about Polo G's use of features to carry the sales, but man, talk about needing the sales like. I didn't know if I was listening to a Migos album or a DJ Khaled album at, at one point. Like, I didn't. I was listening. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. That's amazing. Like, I'm just, I was just waiting to hear We The Best, which, I was waiting to hear We, uh, we The Best, which Takeoff did say We The Best, and he did have a little Khaled bar, so I wonder if he was, I don't know. Never mind. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Anyways, um, Migos are definitely back with that hunger and that that passion to try to get back fans that have left because for the fickle fans out there that that are that that counted the Migos out the OG Migos out I would never really talk bad about the Migos because when I was growing up Migos like listening to the rich is that a I mean if I said that if I said the, uh, the word after rich and before timeline I feel like it wouldn't be considered a curse word, but technically it would because it it, it is. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, I, basically I've been listening to Migos since Handsome and Wealthy and the songs before. Like Handsome and Wealthy is my favorite Migos song by far. Like it, it's just so like it's just so infectious. Like that song is a, is that song is literally a classic. And then across the country, that track is a classic but okay we're getting into the current Migos music like let's not I'm taking y'all back but with that kind of wait, am I taking y'all back am I that old where I get to take people back I don't think I'm that old yet so but um 
so <laughs> Migos Culture 3 album what yeah Culture 3 album has as many features like hold on, let me I, I gotta pull it up now like that like I, I forgot how many features on here like when I compare this to a DJ Khaled album I'm not I'm not kidding what artist do you know besides I mean what person do you know besides DJ Khaled that could put Drake Cardi Pop Smoke. Well, he didn't have Pop Smoke or NBA Young Boy. So I guess that's. Anyways, let me get back to my original point. Migos features Drake, Cardi B, Juice World, NBA Young Boy, and Pop Smoke. I will say that's about 60,000 plus on sales for a, a total album. Like, that's, that's helping them out. A lot like that's probably 50% of the album projections right there just with those artists being on the album and that's that's telling to me because it, it makes me feel like Migos weren't playing around which if you have the power to pull this off it's one thing because Migos have solidified their place in the game so them putting this out is, is something that's not like it shouldn't be frowned upon. I'm just pointing it out because it's definitely for sales. But at the end of the day, the Migos have put in so much groundwork that they should be able to to tap in with uh, features and, and verses from the likes of Juice World and Pop Smoke and, and be able to use them because of the, the legacy that they built in the game. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I didn't really... I had too much to say about rack like about the features but i just wanted to point out that the features definitely probably was half of these album sales or whenever the album projections come out track number one avalanche i feel like this intro i kind of touched on it in the polo g segment i feel like this intro could have been better it's not a bad song it's a solid song that's the only reason i have trouble i have a problem with this track because this whole album is fire to start it off with Avalanche, I think it's underwhelming for some people. And then we get into track number two, Having Our Way featuring the GOAT, I mean featuring Drake. So, Having Our Way is basically Drake carry, <laughs> carrying the entire melody of the track while Migos can just focus on the verses. Quavo, Quavius, and Offset go first and then Takeoff goes last because of course, I don't know if he had a problem with Drake calling him the third Migo, but he called him the third Migo. He went last on the track. I mean, how much disrespect can take off take before he just like, I don't know, before he just like starts speaking his mind. Like, that's a lot of, I don't know, in my opinion, that's a lot of disrespect. Like, calling him the third Migo, what's the point of calling him the third Migo? Like, what's, there's no... Like, you're doing it for a barb at the same time. It's kind of disrespectful. And then he said, having my way. Drake said, having my way. Like, not having our way. Like, I'm having my way. Like, he, this is his track. That's how he was. The way he was talking on this track is like, these dudes need me. So, I'm going to say whatever I want. <laughs> I'm going to call Take Out the Third Migo. I'm going to say I'm having my way, even though I see the track title is having our way. And then I'm going to keep calling. Um, I'm going to keep saying what else would they want to play over this whole track. Because after clearly after well after he stated load up the drake what else would they want to play like 
clearly indicating that nobody else wants to listen that like nobody wants to listen to anything else but Drake so it's uh, he was taking a lot of shots honestly I feel like it was a very undertone subliminal jabs at just the ga- uh, rap industry not specifically Migos only thing I think was specific with Migos was just when he specifically called out takeoff being the third Migo which I think is a little disrespectful but whatever you know you never know what type of relation relationship they have they might they might have just laughed it off or takeoff may really hate Drake <laughs> and just keep it to himself okay track number three straightening now this is a single that came out before the actual album this had me going like every time like every time I walked into a, a grocery store or every time like I needed to go go get some gas or, or every time I needed to like go go buy some shoes or something because like my shoes are old or well, not old but like my shoes are not for a specific purpose so i need like another shoe to help out i don't know it's very it's it's, it's like first class problems honestly but um every time i do something that need that that needs to be fixed you know i'm just i just you know i i just catch myself in my head saying ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening <laughs> like you know every time you, I, I i do so you know it, it fix a problem or something i'm just like ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening <laughs> So that track was amazing, honestly. Like that, that whole track was was a great single. Like they really know how to pick their singles, which is why the intro. Usually the intros are better. Culture two and Culture one have really great intros. I know Culture two is not a fan favorite amongst the Migos fan base, but I still like Culture two. I really enjoy Culture one and Culture three. I think the intro is kind of kind of okay, but the whole album definitely stacks up to the whole Culture trilogy. But yeah, ain't nothing but a little bit straightening. So track number four, type, and I can't say the other word, you know, it's a PG podcast, you know, affect the mass and stuff like that. Uh, this has uh, Cardi B on it. Now, this track is very interesting because Cardi B raps. Now, I got to be careful with my words, <laughs> but I feel like Cardi B rap. I feel like Cardi B had the best verse. There, I said it. I feel like Cardi B had the best verse. I don't think... I feel like it was close. Like I'm not gonna see the me. I'm not gonna say the Migos didn't come close, but Cardi B definitely had the best verse. I don't know if this was like an alley oop for her to go crazy, like what Drake did to Little Baby on Once and Knees. But Cardi B came on, killed the track, and then after that, I was just like, wow. I was just thinking about how she killed the track. So yeah, that was definitely Cardi B's track. Track number five, Malibu featuring Polo G. It's so nice to have Polo G on Migos album because they're dropping at the same day. So you would think there was no bad blood, which I don't think there's bad blood. I mean, both of them putting out albums at the same time could help both of them because it's like, I mean, the Migos aren't on Polo G's album, so it's not really a trade-off, but at the same time, like, because if you went to Polo G's album, you want to see Migos' name, so it's not like a promo for, for Migos, but if you go to Migos' album, you will see Polo G, so is it a, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of weird. Uh, them dropping like I, I didn't know I wonder if they knew that both were dropping at the same time like I wonder if Atlantic Atlantic knew that Polo G was dropping now I wonder if Polo G's uh, label company knew if Migos were dropping or if they just didn't care or if Nikki just got into Polo G's ear and told him to drop on the same day the Migos drop I don't know I'm not uh, trying to start any conspiracies but you do know Nikki does not like Quavius 
So therefore, she doesn't like the Migos. Track number six, Birthday. Now, Birthday is... <laughs> Birthday is one of my personal favorite tracks. Like the way that the chorus goes and the track, like it, I just like the melody. Like the melody, the melody is just so catchy. The way catchy, the way it starts off is just very uh, infectious. And Quavius has a lot of great verses. Well, Quavius has a lot of great choruses. Let me correct that because he's definitely. I mean, he's he has solid verses, but you know, he's not a strong suit. But his choruses are great throughout this whole album. And birthday is, is just a, a, a exemplified version of that. Like the way that he just puts together the, the birthday chorus. Like people are gonna play this on the birthday like a lot. Like I could tell already. Like the the I know what the artists are doing there. They're making these birthday tracks. So when it comes to be somebody's birthday, they just put all the birthday tracks in the playlist. And the Migos, you know, they have a birthday song. So you know how that goes. Marketing plans more than one. So. Track number seven, Modern Day. Now, I feel like this is one of the best tracks the Migos, I wouldn't say have ever made, but it, I have high praise for this track. This is, reminds me of OG Migos. They really go back and forth. The way they're rapping on this track is, it's just great, honestly. Like the back and forth, Quavo coming through with the chorus, Offset Takeout coming in with the hard hitting verses, and they really work like a well-oiled machine. Definitely, Offset had the best verse, I believe, as he had the the, the big body or whatever he was talking about as far as the vehicle that was stuck in my head and played in my head over and over. I really loved that start that he had to the verse, and I just felt like he carried it enough to have the best verse on the act, the best verse on the track. So that is, I know it, it was a while we got uh, through a lot of the album without without an actual. Uh, uh, snippet, but that's my first snippet I have for that album, and we're gonna we're gonna play Offset's verse because I feel like he had the best verse. But we're gonna play that right now. Break a breakdown, break a breakdown, yeah. Break a down, break a down, yeah. Word around town, hurt you around, get the around. He ain't even from the town. Big by the years, fashion the fears. Gripping my mat, watch the rear of the mirror. But guess on my neck on the lure, I'm superior. 250 each year, what you say I can't hear? Shoot dashes, my prices, they lower than Sears. She ride the it up by the gear. Dropped out of school cause I didn't want to hear. I was thinking about making an M every period. Yes, sir. Got my with the block. 17 hot, trying to plot on the block. They go and get a knot. I was on the block, I ain't knowing about a yacht. Sticking my crap, out of my watch. Burberry shots, I was curving the thot. Got baby cake and you're working, why not? Bought an AK, fell in love when I shot. We beat them in, we beat them in clothes, we beat them in Lambos in a row. Hold up, my wrist, it got rocks like hoes. This boys on my kids, don't talk no more. I'm stuffing in the back of this. My roller got skitters, you taste the rainbow. Keep down the delay, I'm done, Curtis Blow. Dropping the load on the knob in the go. Bad, but got nothing to give. I'm a dad in this industry, I got some kids. She wanna, but y'all know I can see it. Chip for some cop. I had to drop on the up and we slid. I don't be gambling, my dog, that's the weed. Make the money eight ways, I'm a squid. He telling, he yelling, he work with the pigs. Break a breakdown. Break a breakdown. Yeah. So, yeah, I felt like that track was just a uh, classic OG Migos track. And I feel like Offset had the best verse. Although the verses were solid, but I just feel like Offset had the best verse. 
Then we get into track number eight, vaccine. They might as well call this COVID-19 or 2021 because 10 years from now, they're gonna look back and they're gonna, it's gonna see vaccine. It's gonna be like, wow, like that's an interesting title. Like where they come up with that? But anyways, vaccine was a great chorus. I think one of the, I think the best, ver- no, not the best chorus from, cause I really like that birthday song. Like, that birthday song is catchy, like catchy, like for real, but uh, vaccine, I feel like is one of Quavo's best performances on the album. So that's the second snippet I have for the album. As I, I the, the way that Quavius comes on this track is is very uh, welcoming. As I've really liked it and really enjoyed it. So we're gonna play that vaccine track. I know it's right, it's back to back snippets, but uh, vaccine is one of my favorite tracks on the album. I don't know why, but it is. I just like it, so I'm gonna play it. <laughs> so yeah, here's a second snippet vaccine by Migos. So yeah, I really like that chorus. I think it shows. I think that's one of Quavo's best uh, performances on the album. Well, not really, because he has some really good verses. Like that verse he had on "Having Our Way" with Drake when he talked about taking back the Bentley, which was very toxic and um, <laughs> and very uh, very Migos like. Like the way he just yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. But speaking of toxic, track number nine, Picasso by Migos and Future. So, uh, Migos and Future is really toxic as far as a group and because the way that they, their ideologies and the way that they, they rap about females, but Picasso is not about that at all. I don't think. It's, it's really about, you know, just painting. No, I'm just playing. It's not about painting. But, uh, yeah, Picasso doesn't really get into that toxic bag too much. You would think it would with Future and Quavo being in the news for, like, the women they've been with. So, But it, it's not. So, yeah. Track number 10, Roadrunner. I think this is a solid track. Nothing too crazy. But it's it's still a solid track for, for the Migos. Track number 11, What You See by Migos. Oh, what you see—that's what it's called by Migos and Justin Bieber. Uh, surprisingly, I like this track. Like surprisingly, Migos and Justin Bieber—the way that they make this track together is—is—is is, is not like it's not something where I feel like it's forced. 
Justin Bieber fits on this track, I believe. When I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is going to be so forced. I remember, like, every time Justin Bieber does something with a hip-hop artist, it feels like it's forced. Like, the last track he did with 21 Savage, that felt like it was forced. Like, like it, it felt like they was just pulling teeth to put that track together. Like, that's what it felt like. So, But as far as what you see by Migos and Justin Bieber, it was really smooth collab. And for some reason, this works. Like... To me, Migos and Justin Bieber, like, it works. Like, it, it didn't feel forced at all. Track number 12, Jane. Now, this is the track where Takeoff shined the most, in my opinion. Like, he just, like, it was, so, the, some, the way that this chorus is made, for me, when rappers make repetitive choruses like this, I feel like it's, uh, it's a nod to how great the producer is because there's no way you're doing this simplistic chorus over a trash beat. For me, these choruses only happen when the beat is fire, like when it's catchy, when it has layers. Like when I say layers, the beat starts off, something else is added, something else is added, and then something else is added and then that's the whole beat like it's not just one loop of uh it's not a 10 second beat just looped over and over and over like you know what i mean like it has different layers and different parts of the track you will hear different unique things that's that's going on in the beat so with jane i feel like migos are great at beat selection and this is just another example of that as the way that takeoff came on the beat he he just knew it was fire so he was just like I don't really have to try that hard, but at the same time, it was still fire in my opinion. So here, that this is the third snippet. This is the third snippet I have for the for the album, and I feel like this is one of uh, Takeout's best performances on the album. So here we go right now. For a bag, that's a whole lot of cash. I bought a watch and made a glass, and cut the coupe so I can drag. I bought a bag and made a mad. I bought the bag just to brag. I put your job in the bucket, and I told her to work it. I think she deserved it. I throw that money, she pick it up urgent. I'm up a couple minutes, go tell a birdie. Same ball and go put up your jersey. I'm in the Maybach, it came with the curtains. You bought the bag, I heard you was hurting. Trying to get 30 bit by the time I'm 30. Bought that jewelry and put it on your neck and I heard it was turning Turn Colors, I bought her the bag, the Birkin is pink And told her to work it work. If you do right for the night, I copy the mate The matching is perfect wow. She told me talk to the nice Popping these burgers and buying these purses take, take, take out. She want a burger, I told her work it It's your word dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, 
DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities. More time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. Yeah, that, that track is hard. <laughs> that track is hard. I'm sorry. That That is it right there. That is like that is it <laughs> i really like that track it's so simple but it fits the migos flow so well that it's just like yeah that's 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 it <laughs> track number 13 anti-social featuring juice world they really took it back with this track slowed it down a little bit juice world gave a great chorus and the verses were i wouldn't say really like it was impactful but it wasn't like something like oh man i'm like crying and gonna be in a dark room just listening to anti like it's not like that but it's great it's very it's much more substance than than what's in there than what was in the previous verses so that was nice to see track number 14 why not is another solid track from migos track number 15 mahomes um i really thought this chorus from Quavo is one of his best court well no on the album one of the best choruses that he has on the album that he put together so yeah Mahomes uh with with Quavo with, with the way Quavius is spelling out success and blessed and I think I think it was just it was good it was it was a unique twist track number 16 handle my business this is my personal favorite track on the album but for some reason um Offset, Quavius, and, and Takeoff, like the way that they was flowing on the track, they just felt like just murdering the whole track. So that was just, you know, that's that's unfortunate. But that was my favorite track on the album, Handle My Business. Track number seven, what not? I don't know. Maybe no, no. The track with the the track with the goat. So that was my favorite. That's my favorite Migos solo track on the album. But as far as like my favorite track, you know I gotta go with the goat. I mean he was just he was going crazy. I mean he said what else would they wanna play? You know, it's however they wanna take it. Literally saying no they don't wanna play anybody else but me and then he's on a he he's on somebody else's album. So yeah. Um, track number 17, Time For Me. I think there's a slow down track, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was okay, nothing too crazy, but it was still a good change of pace uh, for Amigos. Track number 18, Light It Up by Migos and Pop Smoke. I feel like Pop Smoke definitely showcased why his impact was felt because on the track, like he just, his vocal inflection is just the way that he 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 used his voice when he was alive like putting together these tracks is just amazing and him and Quavo could have really had a great well I couldn't even say duo because he's on when you're with amigos it's hard to like do a lot of tracks with somebody else because then it's like oh you you with them when you with the bros you know what I mean it's kind of weird but Quavo and Pop Smoke I think would have been a better Nah, nah, I'm not gonna say that because Migos is, is legendary. But that that just shows you how much I, I think of this Quavo and Pop Smoke dynamic. Like the way that they bounce off each other was definitely a unique 
a unique thing and when pop smoke passed i i think quavo missed something in his career that could have took him to a, a, another new level like not a higher but like a new level so because like pop smoke and quavo the way they they put together their their uh voices was just not not like singing wise but just like you know mixing and engineering i, I don't think y'all know anyways <laughs> y'all like what are you talking about but now pop smoke and, uh, and quavo had a great dynamic there there i said it track number 19 needed and then you had the the last single not the last single the first single for the album i believe i think this was the first single for the album uh with nba young boy and this track is is fire i mean it's just like when this track came out it had me repeating the chorus like every day like like the Draco undefeated, like the the whole chorus is just is just catchy. Like the way they was rapping and everything, it was just it was just phenomenal. So yeah, that's all I really have for the Migos Culture Three. Click my link tree. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Migos Culture Three? And do you think that the Migos will? continue to put out albums after this because culture three it seems like the ending of a trilogy so what would you think the next what do you think is next for the amigos basically so yeah getting into the overview of the pod we started out with megan the stallion talking about her knees now just playing <laughs> talking about her new single and how that was fire and her being one of the most explicit rappers maybe the most sexually explicit rapper in the game then we got into polo g hall of fame talked about how that album is just absolutely fire the best album album released this uh weekend in my opinion i feel like he had the the better music um and yeah then we got into ratchet and clank rift apart talked about how the reviews for that game is great another ps5 exclusive another sony exclusive another reason to say xbox slash microsoft has no games then we ended with migos culture 3 talking about how the migos have solidified their legacy in the hip-hop game but also have cashed in on big name features because they have everybody from drake to pop smoke to juice world you have them th three on the track there's no reason you should ever sell under a hundred thousand so yeah that's about it for the episode thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a, a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social me social medias and follow to keep on my latest activities if you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. It's your word dreams from The Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities. 
more time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com.